welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection in this podcast, our connection with everything in the world around us. We're connected whether we see it or not, whether it's your connection with your dog and your cat or your connection with your God. Also, I talk about things that are more abstract, like your connections with your career or your land, your community, your family, your emotions, your body. Life is truly all about connections. And the sooner we recognize this, the sooner we get to have an easier, more enjoyable life. I'm going to talk about these connections through different lenses, but things like synchronicities and coincidences or everyday little bits of magic or miracles that we tend to dismiss. It's important we pay attention to all of this to help us, like I said, live an easier, more satisfying life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Reverend Karen Cleveland. Hey, welcome back to the show. I want to talk about law of attraction, spiritual practice, mindfulness, mindset work, and how it all relates to connectedness. I've received a few questions about not understanding the connection. When I was telling someone I do a lot of mindset work and law attraction, spiritual practice work, they said to me, but what about the connectedness? And it is all connected. So I just want to address that and get it clear so that if I talk about something else besides what's the connection, besides synchronicities and coincidences, I just want it to be clear how it's all connected. Because in the true nature of connectedness, it is. So even though I don't always specifically say something about connectedness, when I'm talking about any particular topic, you know, money, dreams, anything. I just want to be clear up front. It is. It's all connected. So let me take an example of a couple of methods I might work with people on and show you the link between that practice and how we're all connected and how it all helps us live an easier, better, happier life. Now, in future episodes, I'm going to talk specifically about mindset or about law of attraction or about mindfulness or about spiritual practices. I'm not going to get into details about those right now, but let's just bring up a few of them. How about forgiveness? Oh, yes, that's a fun one. Who likes to do forgiveness work? Raise your hand. It's probably the least favorite. Now, you know, there's there's a lot of practices, a lot of mindset exercises and law of attraction exercises that are actually fun. They're, they're fun to do. People enjoy being able to sit down and do them. However, when I mention forgiveness, it's just kind of drop of energy. I don't want to forgive anyone. They messed up. They've screwed up my life. Why do I have to do the work about them. So let's talk about it. And we'll talk about why it's going to allow you to be more in connection with everything. So let's, instead of calling it forgiveness work, let's call it releasing stuck energy, or let's call it releasing the past. doesn't really matter what we call it. Let me give you an example of why we need to clear it why we need to forgive. Because when we learn to forgive, 
we can get back into that flow of connectedness about, oh yeah, life sucks right now, but I know it's going to get better because I'm in the flow. I know that something's going to work out okay from this situation, even though I might hate life right now, even though something I don't like might have happened right now. All right, so forgiveness. You might be the most grounded, spiritually connected person. Let's just say, for example, we have this very connected person who just to look at them, it's like you can tell that they're in connection with the trees and the mountains and the rocks and the animals and the cars and everything else. They just are so zen. They just seem like they have it all figured out. They're in the flow. And then a song comes up and it was the song from their relationship and she hurt him and he never got over it. Okay. He never forgave her for it. So that song comes on and guess what? So much for being Zen. All of a sudden he is right back in that last situation, that big fight, whatever it was, whatever horrible thing happened, he's right back there and he's out of the present moment. He's living in the past again. He's getting all angry or sad or fired up. He's not present. He's out of flow and it doesn't matter who it is. And what the other practices are that you do so well. If you're still hanging on to old energy, you see a Facebook post, something on Instagram, you read something, you come across an old letter from them. If you have unresolved energy and you see that, you hear that, you smell that, it takes you right back. And that's where the problem is. Now, to be fair, you don't actually leave the connectedness of all life. It's not like you're sitting here and there's a direct line between you and everything around you and you're one with a connection. And then as soon as this thing comes up and you go to the past, all those connections break. That's not what actually happens. You're always connected, but these connections, they become invisible to you because you can't see them or feel them anymore. You just feel that old icky energy. And until you learn how to get through it and build yourself back up and know that everything's going to be okay again, and you come back to the present moment, you forget that you're connected with everything and you're not in the flow of life. You're not living life the best you can. So anytime there is something that really has an emotional charge for you from the past and a trigger comes up, you're going to be gone you're going to be taken back there. And how are you going to move forward in your life if these triggers come up and you keep getting pulled backwards? You can, you can move forward, but it's going to be very difficult. It's not going to be that easy. Why not make it easy on yourself? That's what ease is all about. That's what connectedness is all about, is being easy. Actually, someone reminded me the other day that I was... Um, gosh, I was even saying to myself, I'm really struggling with this. I'm really struggling with this. And they're like, well, you could do it the ease, easy way, or you can go ahead and keep fighting against that and see how far it gets you. Sometimes we have our blinders on. We think everything's all good until someone else helps us recognize, oh, it doesn't have to be like this. There is 
a different way. There is another possibility. Huh. Which is why it, it's very helpful to have someone to bounce ideas off of or some kind of a coach or mentor, some kind of a, you know, a mental therapist, whatever it is. It's always good to have someone else to talk to about what's going on in your life. But that's a whole different conversation. Back to forgiveness, back to releasing energy. Wouldn't you like instead to be able to say, oh, that used to be our favorite song. Oh my God. I haven't heard this in years. Huh, I guess I don't like it anymore. Oh well, turn the radio station. And that's it. And you go on with your life. You come across an old letter from them. Oh my God, look at, he didn't even know how to spell anything right. (laughs) Whatever. There's no emotional attachment. It's okay to still see it. It's okay to still hate them. It's okay to still feel however you feel and acknowledge whatever happened. But just not have the energy wound up in it and to stay present and to be able to move on into your future self easily. That's why we need to forgive. And that's how we stay in the connectedness because the forgiveness, like I said, not the forgiveness, but the stuck energy is going to just pull us back and we're not going to feel that ease, that connection. still there. It's always there. Can't leave it, but you're not going to feel it. You're not going to feel like you're part of it anymore. You're going to feel alone and you're going to feel rage and anger and sadness and grief and whatever it is that you're going to feel. That's why we do these exercises. That's why I teach these things to bring you back, to give you tools to stay in the ease of life, in the connection, in the happiness, in the contentment, in the joy. Okay, so that's one example, forgiveness. How about mindset? If you haven't actually heard or read the way I work with clients, which is all about engaging mind, body, soul. It's about engaging, you know, mindset exercises, law of attraction, energy exercises, spiritual practices. I believe it needs to be a mix of all three because Well, I'm not going to get to that conversation now, but we need all three in order to help move forward and grow and achieve our dreams. Now, the mindset exercises, I think in my head, because we call them mindset, that they're all mental. And to a degree, they are. But kind of like forgiveness, if there's a block, that's going to keep us out of the flow. It's going to keep us out of our greatest expression. Now, a mindset exercise is based on the fact that we have in our brain stories or rules or agreements about us or ourselves or our lives that aren't necessarily true. And we get these stories or rules about our life. We get them from a lot of places. A lot of them come from our families when we're growing up. They come from our culture and society. They come from our religion and our school. Somehow, from our experience, we decided that this certain story is true. And there's a lot of them. We all have a lot of them. So here's an example of one that I had. I believed there was no way, as a single woman in the Seattle area, I could ever buy a house by myself. There was no way. I don't even know where I got that story from. It wasn't from my family, I don't think. And I don't remember how I came to develop that story about myself, but it was very true for me. And one of the ways I had to start to get over it was I had to find other people, other women in the Seattle area that were buying their own home. And of course, I found a lot. (laughs) 
<laughs> a lot of people I knew that were single women that were able to buy their own home. And for quite a while, it was like, why is that not true for them? But it's true for me. How come they can buy their own house by themselves and I can't? And it's like, oh, well, maybe I can. And it, it took a lot of work. It wasn't that easy. Okay, it took a lot of work. But if there's something that's true for one person and not true of another person, it's probably not true. And it's probably a story or a lie that you're telling yourself. So when you think about some of these stories, these rules that apply to your life, who do you know that that rule doesn't apply to? And ask yourself, is this really a fact or is this just something I'm making up about myself and my life? Now, the reason we do that and how it connects with connectedness is that if I am believing that I can't buy my own house by myself, that I have to have a man to help me buy a house, then I am keeping myself from my greater expression. And if I'm keeping myself from my greater good, from the greater expansion of life, then I am not fully in my flow. If it's truly my good, my greater life to have my own house, to help stay in the connection, the connectedness of life, then that story is keeping me from it. And there's so many stories from what we look like, what we're allowed to wear, what we're allowed to say, when we're allowed to laugh. So many, so many, so many stories. A lot of women have the story that I'm just not good with money. Oh gosh, I overran the checkbook again. What do we call it? Overdrew. I overdrew the checkbook checking account again. I'm just not good with money. Are there some women that are good with money? Because it's probably not something you knew as a baby. So maybe you weren't good with money when you were five years old. Maybe you weren't good at multiplication tables. Maybe you didn't know how to drive. Maybe you didn't know how to cook. But you learned how to do all that. You learned your mathematics. You learned how to drive. You learned how to cook. You can learn how to be good with money. It's not a law. It's not a rule. It's not something you have to subscribe to. It's your choice. And when we believe things about ourselves that keep us from our greater self, from being all that we can be in the world, then that's when it's blocking. And you know, it's not a true block. It's an invisible line with our connectedness. We're still connected, but that's why we need to do mindset exercises to overcome these kinds of things so we can expand, so we can be in full connection and know it. It's a matter of knowing and feeling and living our connection with life and the ease and the joy and the happiness that comes with it. I love in the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, before he actually starts the agreements, he talks about domestication and how so many of us get these stories into our system, into our body. People say things to us and we don't know it's not true at the time. We're so susceptible when we're little. We don't really know what's true and not true about life, so we believe what they tell us. And the thing is, if we grow up believing that, we're going to tell our kids that. And so it's a perpetual cycle until someone stops and says, wait, that's not true. It's not true of the Browns down the street. Why would it be true of my family if it's not true for every family out there? Chances are it's not. Now, some of the spiritual practices that I teach, I kind of feel like I don't even need to say anything about them. I mean, meditation, contemplation, journaling, automatic writing. To me, this just automatically puts us in the flow and makes us know our connectedness. 
So I kind of feel like I don't even need to talk about it, but maybe I should just say a few words in case it's not that obvious to everyone else. That's something I've learned is that that we all do this. If it comes easy to us, we think it comes easy to everyone, and that's not always true. Let me just use contemplation. Let's say you are outside, you're at a park, you're sitting by the river, and you're just sitting on the bench by the river, perhaps someone you're with is off playing with a dog or something like that, and you're just staring at the river. And it might not be an intentional contemplation or meditation, but it is. Even if you think your brain is going around and around thinking about your laundry list of items to do and how you're going to get dinner made tonight and pay your bills this month, there's something about being in the presence of the river and being in the silence that opens you up to a new idea. It at least provides the space for a new idea. You probably don't even realize it, that you could be sitting there, you could be thinking about dinner, and you get an idea about something else. You might dismiss it because you need to figure out dinner, or you might go with it. So these new ideas that pop into your brain when you're sitting by yourself, not focusing on something, that is a way to stay in the flow and to be in the connectedness with life. And you could actually be concentrating on something, painting, writing, modeling with clay, any kind of creative work is often just our connection with life working through us. So to recap, when I might talk about mindset exercises, gratitude, forgiveness, all these things that might not seem like they are part of the connectedness of life, and they might not seem like it is the way that we feel the ease. It is not a way that we experience our greater expansion. All of these lead us to it. That's why I teach them. I believe once we can feel and live and know and understand our connection with everything, that's when the struggle stops or minimizes. And that's why I teach all these different ways to get there. And there's all these different blocks to getting there. That's our ego trying to keep us from realizing ourselves. But I teach these to help people come into their own greater expansion of life, of self. That is what I love to do. Help you come into the greater expression of yourself. Please get in contact with me. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know what questions you have. That's all for tonight. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N Podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, Connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.